This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. Um, everybody say unity. There's a lot, there's a few things that bring the Bible together and the body of Christ together. And um, uh, we're going to be looking at a couple things here today, and um, with the leading of the Lord, we'll, we'll, um, we'll get there. So um, let's go to Matthew chapter number 7, verse number 7. It says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom if he asks, uh, whom if his son asks bread will give him a stone? There's a lot of people in this world will do that just because they don't love you. They just, you ask somebody in this world, they will give you a, a false uh, statement, if you will. Or if he asks him a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter ye into a straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few, be, few there be that find it. Everybody say few. Touched on that a couple weeks ago. There will be few uh, that would find it. Uh, let's read on. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their... You shall know them by their... You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a crook tree bringeth forth evil fruit. It's, 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 it look at this. It says, even so every good tree bringeth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. And a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Everybody understand that principle? Amen. A dead tree can't bring good fruit. Amen. Can't do it. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down, and cast into the fire. Got to go. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, here we go. You know what? You can be seated because I'm going to read just a little bit more and um, I'll remain standing. Uh, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name hast thou cast, have cast out devils? And in thy name done many full, wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye ye that work iniquity. Um, This is interesting. 
I think the Lord just kind of gave me some more direction here right now. So we're going to go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Now, I want you to keep your finger here at Matthew 7, and I want, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians. Because here's, here's the thing, that the church and the, and the people, let me just say this, the people in this world are looking to the church, and they're looking for fruit. I said they're looking for fruit. You know how this world knows you're a Christian and knows you're a person that loves God and walks after him? And they watch your fruit. I said they watch your fruit. Um, and it's not just because the way you dress or the way you look. It's the fruit of God that's inside of you. Though I speak with tongues of men. Here we go. Now remember Matthew 7. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not, have not love. Love is a what? It's a fruit. It is, it is something that comes out of something that has good roots. And where is that root? And it's got to be rooted in Jesus in order to have fruit of love. Now, um, all right, we better ring on, read on Hear me so we'll get to this. Now, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I, have, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Anybody know what a tinkling cymbal is? Kind of gets your attention for a little bit, but it dies out. And though I have the gift of, okay, the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries, and all knowledge, smarty pants, knows it all. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Here we go, verse number three. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love or charity, it profiteth me Nothing. Now, Matthew chapter number 7 says this. Uh, we go back to uh, that scripture where it says, um, verse number 22, many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name hast cast out devils? And in thy name done many works? But the Lord says, I don't see any love in you. You can come and worship the Lord all day long, but if you ain't got the love of God in your heart, not your love, not your love, look to your neighbor and say, I don't want your love. <laughs> I want God's love. I, I want God's love. And I'm sure you want God's love to be, to be in, 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 in my life, so I give it to you. Because, Brother Hornbeck, I love you. But if I do it in my own understanding, my love has limitations. My love has got limitations. But if I put on God's love, there is no limit to how far. The Bible says God's love is eternal. That means I can prophesy to you and that'll die. 1 Corinthians. That'll die. That'll go away. I can do work, good works. That'll go away. We can do as many sock drives as we want to do, but that'll go away. It'll make you feel good, but if you do it without the love of Jesus Christ, then it'll, it'll fall. It'll fail. It's, it's interesting that 
the body of Christ, how the community in this world will know that we are His, it's because of His love, not my love. It's not, my love won't get any, 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 going very far at all, but I will be hewn down and cast into fire if I put on my own understanding, my own love, my own ideas, my own things, but I gotta have the love of Jesus Christ. We have to define what the love of Jesus Christ is. This whole word of God is all about God's love. This is love right here. I said this is love right here. You say, Pastor, it's a hard word. Yeah, it is, but it's love. I said it's love. It's it's the love of God. How shall they know us? Either good fruit or bad fruit, corrupt fruit, evil fruit, good fruit. It's uh, how, how will they know what kind of tree we are? It's by the type of fruit that we have in our life. Um, let's go back to 1 Corinthians 14 again, or 13, excuse me. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, it's, that, it's interesting, that's like the... Uh, the publicans and the Pharisees, they did, out, you know, they did things outwardly to get approval. There's a lot of people that do things for the expressed reason to show people how good they are. That's true. That's, a lot of people do things, and um, there's nothing wrong with uh, working hard for a paycheck, but, but uh, you know, I, I, if you don't love your job, it's going to show. Right? If you don't love what you're doing, it's going to show. If you, if you don't really want to be there, it's going to show. It's, 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 it's going to show. So it says, it's, if you give my, my body to be burned and have not charity, it profit me nothing. It says nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth, envieth not. Charity, charity vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Now I want you to look at your life and decide where you fall short. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, it is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. My God, we need to have a Romans, uh, Romans revelation in our mind that we have a renewing of the mind. Amen. And our mind needs to be thinking no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity. Do you celebrate when your brother falls or your sister falls? You, you, you celebrate so you can advance in the kingdom, quote unquote, but rejoiceth in truth. I want to rejoice in truth. When somebody receives truth, Bible says all heaven rejoices. Somebody grows in the Lord, God gives them the, a new revelation that rejoices. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopes all things, endureth all things. And here, verse number eight, charity never what? Come on now, charity never fails. How many times you stomp out of the house because your charity failed? How many times you walk away from a relationship because charity failed? Love has, has set its limits. What we need is a good old-fashioned love of Jesus Christ get a hold of our spirit. John 4 and 14 and 12, if you want to turn there with me. John 14, John 14, verse number, I believe.
leave, we'll start at verse 12. Let's, uh, let's look here. Now, um, you'll notice, how many know what John 14, that's a very popular verse of Scripture. This is one of those good old-fashioned, you can almost predict when you go to a funeral, this Scripture is going to be brought up. John 14, the first few verses. And it says, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. Um, that's the speaker's uh, tell, putting that person in heaven, telling them that they're going to go to heaven, uh, basically letting everybody know, don't let your heart be troubled. Um, uh, but it says here, it's, we're going to jump down, um, verse, number, verse number 10. Believest thou not that I am, I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. Now listen to this. This is in the principle that I'm talking about. Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. We have to have put on the mind of Christ that when we speak to our brothers and sisters, I speak not of myself, but I speak of the Father that is in me. I love that scripture because we have to have the mindset that I can't speak like I want to sometimes, but I need to put on the spirit of the Holy Ghost and let the Holy Ghost speak for me. Because if I really wanted to, if I really wanted to say what I really wanted to say, we could really hurt each other, right? But we say, God, forgive me of those thoughts. Let me put on your spirit that I may do what the will of your, the will of your spirit is. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Verse number 11, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else, I, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verse number 12, here's a verily, verily. That means this is very important. This is kind of an ex, ex, exclamation, if you will. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he also do. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Verse number 13, and whatsoever she ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Verse number 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now, it seems almost kind of perplexing that, that John is just bouncing from one subject to another, but he's not. He's not bouncing from one subject to another. John 14, he says, I go to prepare a place for you. That is not just, he's not casting that out there for everybody. He's saying, to those of you that have set your heart towards me and that love me and that I love you and that allow my works to grow in you. He that believeth me, the works that I do also he shall do. And greater works than these shall he do. Now, what kind of works? are we talking about I don't think he's talking about the dying works the works that come and go he's not talking about feeding the poor or doing certain things he's talking about the miraculous moving of his spirit in your life and we notice that Jesus when he walked upon this earth Jesus healed the sick amen healed the blinded eyes he cast out devils. He raised folks from the dead. Right? He did all these things. 
And uh, he, he, he did all these things. But the Bible teaches us that, yeah, we, we, can, we, can, do, uh, we can pray in his name and, and prophesy and all these things. But what does it really gather itself in a, in a nutshell if we don't have the love of Christ working through us? What does it really gather? So when the Bible teaches us that greater works, that he says, I'm going to give you something great, Acts 1 and 4. He said, you shall be endued with power, Acts 1 and 8, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. What he's talking about, there's going to be greater things that move through you if you put on the same attributes or the same love that I have towards you. I, greater works than these shall you do because I go unto my Father. And then whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. And the Father, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. We're going to look at a, um, if you want to turn your Bibles back to 1 Corinthians, we're going to probably jump there um, a little bit here. Verse number 8 again. Bible says, love never fails. English Standard Version adds to our understanding of these words, translating them as love never ends. Notice that I have an ESV version at home, and um, sometimes a different word that means the same thing uh, is good for us to understand because it never fails. That means it never ends. It's eternal. It never ends. You know, this world says you can fall out of love with somebody. But in the kingdom of God, you don't fall out of love with your brother and sister. Let me say that again. You don't fall out of love with your brother and sister. You don't fall out of love. I'm not talking about a sensual love. I'm talking about agape love. That's what the word of God is teaching here is agape love. You may uh, treat me wrong, but I still love you. You may talk bad, but I still love you. Somebody may post something on social media, but I still love them. Yeah, it's a love that never ends. You may have to separate yourself, but it doesn't mean you don't love them because they are a soul in, in God's eyes. The next sentence contrasts love with other spiritual gifts. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. You see, prophecies, tongues, and knowledge are all temporary things. There are many people that come to me, try to impress me and say, well, I got a prophecy for you. I got this for you. That does not impress me. Let me, let me just reiterate, that does not impress me. If you come to, I appreciate that because you're preaching, you're telling me the word of God. But if it's not done with the love of Jesus Christ, you need to check yourself. If you have an agenda, you got to check yourself. I I've referenced this a few times, and I've talked to my wife about this, and, and um, it's, we are easily swayed as people. We are so easily swayed by things, by somebody, and, and by somebody saying something or doing something, or somebody's emotions, somebody's got a face on, and it, it checks, and then all of a sudden it changes. We are swayed by people's actions. You know how I want to sway you today? By the love of Jesus Christ. 
to tell you that I love you, tell you that, that I care for you, to tell, I want to be a, a person that sways people to understand that my words today are, don't end today. But when I get up in the morning, I still love you. I still care for you. It does not matter how far you go. It doesn't matter what you have done. God loves you, therefore I am allowing the Holy Ghost to manifest itself in me to love you as well. Man. Um, being swayed. My wife, she said, she said, Tim, this is a few weeks ago, she said, Tim, I, I, I think that, you know, this is what needs to happen. She, then she looked at me and she said, but I don't want to sway you. If God has spoken to you, then I don't want my words to sway what God has already spoken. And I, I, I began to realize and understand that, that many people will come to you or come to me and say, God told me to tell you this. And what the dangerous part about that is if, if it's not clothed in love and humility and, and the love of Jesus Christ, I can't dispute what God has said to you. All of a sudden, the, if I come against that word, then all of a sudden I'm speaking out against God because you said it's of God. We got or someone says it's of God. We have got to make sure that prophecies and tongues and knowledge, those are all gifts that God gives for a time and for a season, but it's got to be clothed in humility and clothed in love. Not so with love, love doesn't cease. Prophecies come and are given. Tongues are coming, come and is giving. Prophecies and knowledge are temporary. Those things will come and they, they will cease. The Bible says love is a basic attribute throughout the word of God that never fails or never ends or never stops. It continues. Somebody say it continues. Love is the basic attribute of God. That's it. God is love. He is love. And you say, why do we worship him if he is love? Because he wants to receive love. Because he is love. He recognizes love when it is given. He recognizes true worship. Uh, Elder uh, began to talk about that at the beginning of a, a, a pre-service prayer. He said, to worship him in spirit and in Truth, I wonder, that spirit part and truth is true love and true adornment to him and to worship. God is looking for somebody that has that pure love, that God has given them his love, and they just open it up and return that same love back to him. That's the love of God. Scripture reveals God's love is eternal for us, a love that never fails. God shows us in John 17 and Ephesians 1. He died for us. I said he died for us. God loves you so much that he robed himself. The Bible says he humbled himself and then robed himself in flesh. A God that loves you so much that he humbled himself and he died. I wonder how many times that we humble ourselves for our brothers and sisters and love them with that same kind of love. God humbled himself to show so he can make himself visible. When we go to our brothers and sisters, how do we love them? We humble ourselves to make ourselves visible with that love. Um, right? 
Romans 5 and 8. Somebody get Romans 5 and 8. This is more of a Bible study than anything else. Jacob, throw that up there, Romans 5 and 8. We'll see how quick on the trigger he is here tonight or today. But God commendeth his love toward. Now get the picture here. God commendeth his love toward who? And when did he do that? While we were yet. Don't tell me that you can't love somebody when they did you wrong. Because we've all done God wrong and God still loves me. I have fallen short, but his love never fails. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to be a body of Christ that says, yet people may talk bad, people may slay me, but yet I will trust and carry the love of Jesus Christ. I'm going to love him. God commends his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners. I'm speaking to a sinner in the room here today. While you are in the midst of sin, Christ died for you. He loves you right now. I said he loves you right now. Died for you. Will never leave us. Hebrews 13 and 5. Let's look at Hebrews 13 and verse number 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You know what our brothers and sisters need to see is that I will never leave you nor forsake you. We need to have the mind of Christ be renewed in us. That same love that God has has extended to us. His love is perfect love, right? Now, I may not get it right all the time. Do I have a witness here today? I may not get it all right all the time. But when I fall short, I say, God, forgive me. Help me to love better the next time. Right? If you're looking for a perfect church, you won't find one until you get to heaven. That's when the body of Christ is perfected with a glorified body that God begins to give to us. Hebrews, there you go, Hebrews 13 and 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. In fact, nothing at all can separate you from the love of God. Romans 8, chapter number 8, verse number 38. We're getting somewhere here today. Romans 8, 38 and 39. Let's look at that scripture. Romans 8, 38, and 39. For I am persuaded. Some of y'all need some persuasion. That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In other words, look to him as the example of how to love. And when we put on Christ's love, there we look at our brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter what happens, Brother Mike, I'm going to love you. doesn't matter where you go, I'm still going to love you. doesn't matter what decisions you make, I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to care for you. I'm still going to reach out to you. I'm still going to pray for you with Christ's love. That is the thing that's, that is a, is a calling card, if you will, for a child of God, is to love people as Christ loved us. You know the people that really love people, other people really well, is the people that never got over of Jesus forgiving them. 
It's the people that never get over how the Lord has brought them out of darkness into this marvelous life. It's the people that says, I would don't know where I would be without the Lord. And I, I'm thankful unto God. And I got to tell somebody else how God loved me and how God brought me out and put me upon a rock. Those are the people that are just never get over the amount of love that God is bestowing on them. So therefore, they reach others. The Greek word translated fails in the NIV is related to the verb meaning to fall. Somebody say to fall. By saying love never falls. It never fails. The Bible means that God's type of love will never never fall or falter. It never falls. Man. God, help me to have that kind of love that it will never fall, that it will never cast in or throw in the, the white flag. Um, can, I be really tra- can I be transparent with y'all? I usually am, probably to a fault sometimes. But in our first couple years of our marriage, man, it was tough. It was tough. I thank God for a pastor at that time. Pulled my wife and I together and say, no, 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 no. The D word is not allowed in this household. I said, the D, you know, know what the D word is? That D word is not to be said in this household. And we were sitting in this pastor's vehicle and I'm crying and she's crying. And I don't know if she loves me anymore. I don't know if, he, I, don't know if I can love him anymore. It was over the childish things between the two 20-year-olds thinking we have the world whooped. And we, 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 we had this struggle, and the pastor said, no, this is not. We talked about this in premarital counseling, that things will come up. And how you handle it right now, that's your love is what keeps you. Do you still love her? Yes. Do you still love him? Yes. All right, kiss and make up. And we kissed and made up, and, and everything was fine. But what happens is it's, it's that love that brings you together through disagreements. It's that love for one another that, that, that never fails, that even though things may get tough, my love for that person, my love for my wife will never cease. Will never cease. That's the way God is looking at us. His love never falters. His love never fails. His love never drops. It never, never ends. It is constant and it is forever ladies and gentlemen when we put on that kind of love when I look at my brothers and my sisters and I look at you eyeball to eyeball and I say I love you there is something more than just Tim Bryan's love it's the love of Jesus Christ that is eternal and that we love one another as Christ and then when we love somebody that way we look at them differently we treat them differently we pray for them differently we we we, we entreat them differently I talk about them differently I said, we talk about each other differently when you love somebody. I said, we talk about people differently when we love somebody. And what we need to do is when we find our spirit uh, walking off the edge uh, and we're dropping our love, we don't want to. Or we, we will start to say things against one another and start to bring division. But the Bible says when you put on the mind of Christ uh, concerning him and you begin to put on God's love, it checks what I say. It checks where I go. It checks how I treat my neighbor. It checks how I treat my, my friend. 
It checks how I work with one another. It checks how I pray for you and love you. What do we have here today? We're checking our love of God. If you say, well, I can't work with that person. I can't do this with them. I, I, I can't. You need to check your love. You need to check your love. Especially with God's calling you to do something. Yeah, I, I can't do that. I, we, we, we shut people down at the door when somebody walks in into our life. It's because we have put up a wall and our love stops with that person. I, God is challenging, challenging me on this subject. Um, pastoring is a hard thing. The pastoring is a hard thing. And I, it has challenged my love. I said this challenges my love. I have learned to process concerns and people speaking to me and people acting out things. And I'm talking about people in this church. I'm talking about people outside of this church or people in the world saying things and laughing and, and saying things about me and doing things and, 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 and saying things behind my back and all those things. And I, 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 I am determined in my spirit not to let my love wax old and cold towards anybody. We cannot afford because if we're going to be the body of Christ and if we're going to be a witness to this community, they're going to see people that have gone through some things and they say, how can you love so-and-so? How can you love the How can you do this? How can you show them the kind of love? It's because I have the love of Jesus Christ. I, I couldn't do it without my own love, but I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. The good old-fashioned love, love of Jesus Christ. Your talents don't mean a hill of beans without the love of Jesus Christ. You can get up here and teach the Word of God, but without the love of Jesus Christ, it don't it, it'll it'll fail because it will not be received. Prophecies will end. Words will end. Your deeds will come to an abrupt end as soon as you're done. They, they, they will come to an abrupt end. But the love, you know what happens is somebody can give you something, and they can give you something, and, and they'll, uh, let me just say this. I was, when we first came to church, and we started this church, and we hadn't even really started this, and, and we did a big outreach program. We have seven of us. We did this big outreach thing, and I gave everybody 20 bucks in our front living room, and I told everybody to go do something for somebody, pay for something for somebody or do something. And uh, um, I was sitting in a Panera Bread for three hours, and I was determined to pay for somebody's lunch. And uh, I said, Lord, I, you know, I had in my mind, I thought, man, it would be great to have a nice young couple to, that comes in, and I can bless them with lunch, and I can show them the love that, that God you've, give, you, you've given to me, and I can, man, win somebody for the Lord. But I got up in line after three, maybe three and a half hours of Panera Bread, and I got in line, and I said, Lord, whoever I get behind, I'm trusting you. I get in line, and it was this beautiful elderly lady. And I'm thinking, man, Lord, I was whooping a young couple, but I knew God told me to get up and and get in line, and, and this lady was about to check out. I said, ma'am, I said, I'd like to pay for your lunch. She said, oh, my word, nobody has ever done this for me. 
She said, I've heard of other people paying, getting, and she went on and on. And uh, she went on about this and that, and she says, thank you so much. And she said, what was your name? I said, my name is Tim Bryan. And I said, uh, I, we're, I just moved to the area. We're, we're, we're going to be spreading the gospel. We're starting a, a new work in church and church plant. And I said, I said, we'd love to have you be a part of a great body of believers. And I went on with my own accolades of what we're doing. And, and I began to share a little bit of love. And she said, and what was your name again? I said, Tim Bryan. She said, I know it, Tim Bryan. I said, really? And I only know one other Tim Bryan. And I said, what color of hair does he have? said kind of grayish reddish she said that's my I said that's my dad and Myrna said she said uh, he's my neighbor and he's been witnessing to me I went to dad's house three weeks ago and there was Myrna in his in his living room doing through a bible study in their small group you see, when you begin to share the love of Jesus Christ and then whenever every time I see her now she goes remember me I said, yes, I do remember you. And it's, it's not about the food that she remembers. It was the love that she remembers. I couldn't remember. She probably can't even remember what she had. But she remembers the love of Jesus Christ that was moved upon her life. And somehow, way, I pray that God will continue to manifest that love in her. The Bible says love never fails. The reason why after five years Myrna still loves me is because of love of Jesus Christ. I said it's because of the love of Jesus Christ. Love never fails. The Bible means that God's type of love will not fall or falter. It's constant. As the Bible says in Jeremiah 31 and 3, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I said he loves us with an everlasting love. The truth that love never fails is emphasized in such a literature as well. We find it through all of literature. Romeo and Juliet. How many heard that story? All that classic love story and all these, these crazy things that people uh, begin to, to read into. People are attracted to love. The commercials try to get your love triggers going. Love this outfit. Wouldn't you just love this restaurant? Oh, won't you just love this thing? Because the world knows how love works. Love sells. I said love sells in this world. But let me tell you today, when it comes to the love of Jesus Christ, nothing compares to the love of Jesus Christ. It does. It sells itself. When I show my love towards somebody, it goes beyond my, my abilities. It goes beyond my, uh, my, my footsteps. It goes beyond my words. And it begins to touch someone's life perpetually and everlasting. Bible teaches us that love is, a rock, is rock solid. It, it, it's intent on benefiting the loved one, regardless of the cost. Let me tell you this. Let me just repeat this. Love of God is rock solid. And it's only intent, God's love is the only intent, is to benefit you. Because when you, have, when you share love, that love's going to come right back to you. We tell, uh, when I have counseling, marriage counseling with couples and things of that nature, I tell them, don't look at that couple about, about the other person, about what they can do for you. That's the wrong way to look at marriage. 
well, this person doesn't do this for me and that person doesn't do that for me. You find every way, every single day, to pour out love upon them and share love. Tell them that you love them. Tell, just make the bed for Pete's sake. Sweep up every now and again. Show them. Tell them that they love. Do acts of kindness. Show love to them. And I guarantee you, love will be returned back to you. Love will be. His love is rock solid. The intent is benefiting the loved one, and you are loved. And it was obviously in the word of God, it is regardless of the cost. The Bible says he laid down his life for you. Because God's love never falters, it never falls, it never fails, and it never ends. That's the kind of love. So what I'm asking in this body of Christ here today, this body of believers, as they come to a close is that you love one another as Christ loved you. There are times that I have prayed with people, and I'm, I pray, and it takes me to tears. Why? It's because I, want, I ask God, help me to see their burden that they're carrying. Help me to understand what's going on. I love them so much. Help me to understand what they're going. I, I, my heart was broken when I heard my Brother Barkley came out in the hallway and says, I don't feel well. I think I need to go to the hospital. My heart broke. Somebody say amen. My heart broke for him. I, I didn't know what was happening in his body, but I know Jesus does. So the best love that I can do is pray for my brother, pray for our sister, and say everything is going to be okay. And we're going to follow up. We're going to make sure everything is okay. But I'm here to tell you today, we got to have that kind of love that our heart breaks for one another. Our heart is extended for one another. Our heart is longing for one another to be what God wants them or us to be. Let's stand together right now. All the way throughout the word of God. I didn't do a, a word count, but I believe, I could be wrong on this. You Bible scholars can help me out, correct me later. That the word love, loved, or some form of love is probably the, the most used word throughout the scripture. Most used word. Bible says in Matthew 7 that they'll know you by your fruits. Know you by your fruits. I, I, I want to be, I want this church to be known that we love one another. That we care for one another. And we don't hold grudges around here. I said we don't hold grudges around here. I got a few help us, Jesus, and amens. I said, we don't hold grudges around here. I love each and every one of you. I love everybody. I pray for everybody that God's spirit would rise up in, in you and that you would stir up that presence that God has given unto you. God wants to renew us in our mind and in our heart today to have that love of God. We cannot operate um, here's, here's, here's Romans 8 there's a life that's being led in the spirit. The Bible says in verse number Romans 8 and 8, so then they are in the flesh, cannot please God. 
So if you love with your own love and your fleshly love, it is not pleasing to God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so, be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he gives none of his. Matthew 7. Bad fruit. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, that raised up Christ from the dead, shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. In other words... It's the love of God. He died for you. He wants that spirit to dwell in you. That is what will raise you up again. It's the love of the cross. The love that God poured out upon the cross. The Bible says that his love casteth out all fear. That is so true. There's so much to deal with the love of God. This is kind of the, uh, let me just say this. The biblical training and development class that we're going to do is first and foremost going to deal with your love because you cannot work in the kingdom of God if you do not have love one, one to another. The Bible says the first commandment is to love the Lord thy God. The second is likened unto the first and that is to love your neighbor as yourself. You want to work in the, you want to be an influence and love your neighbor. Love God, keep his commandments, and love your neighbor. That is the person next to you. That is the person in front of you. That is the person behind you. Don't let your love fail. Let God's love pick it up and keep it going, make it eternal. So we're going to pray. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.